five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast to do with the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife, but not by Jordan Etzer, Dr. GM. No, Jordan bailed. What a jerk. I thought we just couldn't afford, afford him this week. <laughs> yeah, his, his <laughs> contract was due. I couldn't afford to pay him. He didn't no. trust the check was in the mail. No, he, he's actually away for a legitimate reason. Um, Mrs. Sir Dr. JM. Uh, apparently has a birthday and so they're, uh, out, uh, having yeah, so a good time. Happy birthday from us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, probably a good enough reason to skip out on the show. Is it though? Well, I mean, you, you questioned <laughs> that, right? I mean, you, you were the one who, who, when he said, Hey guys, do you mind if I, uh, if I skip the next episode and here's why and you were the one who's like, what kind of reason is that? Yeah. Come on. Like, you know, I. Even when like my, my son was born, like, no podcast is more important. Yep. You were here <laughs> uh, for real though. Like uh, happy birthday uh, to her from us. And uh, yeah, another day at the office, so to speak. It, it's, it's weird. Cause today is like a regular day mm-hmm. and we're going back to our uh, weekly schedule, but in two weeks, right. At the same time, Beta. we'd either be uh, up playing hopefully or or at least watching people's people playing streaming overwatch 2 how crazy is that i know right like i i hadn't really connected the dots that were only two weeks away and then i obviously today all the teams the league the game um every twitter account is it could be related to overwatch is counting the days down and then uh, essentially what a week and a bit after that we've got the the start of a season that's when the work really starts. No, I thought the work started now because we have our power rankings episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Week. That's true. I'm, I'm constantly adjusting every time uh, news comes out and you know, there's a lot of science involved anyways. So, so much science. Exactly. I mean, I was trying to explain to, to Jordan cause he'd asked like, what, how, what's the process? And I'm explaining. Yeah, he's like, not a uh, scientist, like a fully fledged scientist, like we are, but after <laughs> next week he will be. Yeah, true. But I, I mean, here I am providing him the the algebraic formula and the you know different levels of calculus that he has to apply. And you're like, dude, mm-hmm. just give me your teams from one to like twenty or whatever it is. How many teams <laughs> are in the league right now? I don't know. A few. Yeah, more than five, I think. More, more than five. More than five. But uh, that is next week's show, not this week's show. Next week's show. And as you mentioned, Omni, we are going back to our weekly sked. So you'll have an episode this week, you'll have an episode next week, you'll have an episode the week after that, so on and so forth until, I don't know, December. Yeah, the for the real wraps. hardcore listeners who just can't get enough. Yeah. I also want to let the cat out of the bag. And it's not really letting the cat out. It's talking about the possible cat that's in the bag that I'm trying to let out. Is this uh, sh- like a Schrodinger's cat in the bag? A, sh- a Schrodinger's cat in the bag, definitely. Uh, this is the first year hearing of it on me, so I'm, I'm breaking the news to you too. Uh, I've requested to both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant to line up a member of the coaching staff uh, to talk about uh, their team's plans for the course of the season. Why I say that this episode is that I know uh, many of our listeners have said, hey, 
when are you going to get someone from the Titans on? Do you think you're going to have one of the coaches on mm-hmm. uh, from the Defiant? And the plan is to try to make that happen between now and the start of the season. But as I'm sure everyone can appreciate, these teams are also very busy. One, figuring out how to actually play competitively in the Overwatch 2 engine. Two, probably getting ready for the start of the season. And three, at least in the case of the Toronto Defiant, going out for what looked like a pretty solid dinner with Adam. Hmm. Did you get invited to that? Uh, let me check. Mm, not really, no. I didn't get an invite either. So <laughs> I know that maybe the commute's a little rough from the West Coast, but, you know, if we got the invite, we might we might say, hey, you know, let, let's fly into town for dinner and then head home on the red eye. Wait, the, like the, the SkyTrain station doesn't go, like, the SkyTrain doesn't go all the way there? Not quite. You could take the West Coast Express, a portion mm. of the way. That might get us to Abbotsford, and then we could hop on a plane. At some point, though, I think there's a plane involved. Yeah, I was sure. Like, you know, they have that line that goes all the way up that lake, or Douglas, or Guilford, one of those. Yeah, That's yeah. not close enough, right? Not close enough, no. Ugh. No. Gonna have to walk. Yeah, it'll be a heck of a commute. But, <laughs> again, Adam, Toronto Defiant team, I know you're listening. You all listen to this show. Shoot us an invite next time. Um, I'll buy the first round of water. <laughs> i heard I the mean, water there is like on the east coast not as great as here so maybe we'll have to filter that like, it, well it's definitely a different water than than what i'm used to i mean i've grown up on the west coast here and i mean there's people listening to our show right now that just they're like why are these guys rambling <laughs> on about water and going to toronto and taking a sky train it's it's a weird part of of the season because it's the first, local lore First and foremost, there isn't a lot going on to with the two teams that we cover, and so we're making do. Uh, there's some news that we're going to get into about the league uh, and obviously the game, um, but mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes of our show are, are is really what's going to happen next week. Our two hour power rankings by Uber Science. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I think we need to go and give ourselves PhDs in power rankings. Don't you have a PhD? Like, I do right not. Now? Mm. I don't. Do you? Of course, two. Oh well, that's why uh, you you know always get the the rankings pretty darn accurate, right? Yeah, you have to you have to catch up. Big brain stuff, giga brain. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's start uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Yeah, not a lot going on, at least that we're aware of, uh, with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I mean, we've we've seen the sort of stream of content out of their social accounts. Uh, it's, again, really cool that they're both very active and engaging their sort of individual communities to that respect. I'm an old man, so it doesn't really connect to me at the same level. It might connect to you, our listeners. But, uh, <laughs> again, I'd, I'd rather there be something than absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, I, that void that we got with like the Vancouver Titans, um, not maybe in this current iteration, but before it'd be like, you know, sign cat came out X number of days since we last heard from the Vancouver Titans. Yeah. But you know, we're content creators. So either way, we're going to complain. What are you talking about? I don't <laughs> complain about anything. No, we're not. That's true. Complain. That's true. We never complain. I have, I might've been known to say some things, <laughs> but I don't think they're complaints. Or are they criticisms? Okay. They're more, they're more fair points. Mm -hmm. They're like uh, pointers to improve for uh, the recipients. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we talked about it. The, the Toronto defiant as a team, they went out, to, uh, for dinner, they went shopping. Uh, we got to see some, uh, sort of pictures from behind the scenes. Um, it looks like they have some retro arcade, uh, cabinets in, uh, in Toronto defiant central in their, in their, did facility. they show what they eat? What did they, well, eat? it didn't, I didn't see any of the pictures as it relates to what it was they were eating. I was actually mm. trying to guess from the restaurant, but it didn't nothing there that gave it to weight to something that I'd be like, ah, oh, that's what that is. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Disappointing. But, uh, you know, they're, it's good to see that they're, they're getting out and about They're They're obviously team building. Um, I'm all about the retro arcade cabinets. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, if, if I ever were to go and find one, I will put one down here in, uh, my uh, office. Uh, I will may need to tell the wife that that's happening, but, um, <laughs> but only tell her after it's like, Oh, okay. And running and all that. So, um, I haven't seen specifically what the players are all getting, but, uh, uh, was it, uh, I think it was all though that had, uh, was it all one? or maybe Chorong. I can remember some, one of them had actually tweeted out a picture. There was like a Toronto defiant bag, like sort of bag, like a backpack, oh, all the Logitech bag. sort of gear and, and what have you that they're, they're getting set up on and their individual computer. Although Sweet. I, you know, it, it, it had the default like windows install screen on. So hmm. I'll um, they can customize it later. Yeah. And you know, I, I've probably known this, but never really paid close enough attention. Um, I think it was Hisu that had tweeted a picture uh, of him in his business class seat um, flying to Toronto. So, I mean, I have having flown business class once myself, would love to fly business class anywhere I could possibly go. So good on the teams for for hooking the kids up to, to bring them to town in style. I remember, um, if I if I recall correctly, there was this one player in the inaugural season who had this clause in his contract that he flies only like business class or something like that. Really? I forgot who that was, but it was definitely a thing. I forgot who that was. I'll, I'll have to check it out later. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm not knocking it because if you think in the, in the professional sports world, like the top tier leagues of traditional sports, oh, if yeah. they're not flying chartered, they're flying mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a business class experience. Mm-hmm. I only um, flew premium economy. <laughs> Well, so premium economy was the, the sort of the splurge that my wife and I had purchased on a, on a flight to the UK. It's good. Um, It's not bad. It's a good, no, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But, uh, on the way home, they had oversold the flight. Mm. And so my wife and I, we go to check in online and it won't let us like actually go the full process. It's like, you got to go see someone in the airport. Sure. And so we, we thought we would, uh, take the bus because where we were staying, it was in Reading. We take the bus to the airport, to Heathrow. Um, the day that we were waiting for the bus, the skies opened up. And so here, my wife and I were just drenched, soaked to the bone yeah. and we look like scrubs because we're traveling. So what are we wearing? We're wearing like that sort of more comfortable style yeah, yeah, yeah. clothing but for a long haul trip. PJs. Yeah. Almost like, a step up from that. Yeah. And uh, we get PJs. to, we get to the airport And like the, we're flying British airways and the, the gentleman at the check-in counter, like you can tell he's looking at us like, (laughs) what are they, these two about? (laughs) And so we, I explained, we tried to check in, couldn't do it. Um, here's our information. So he looks in, he's like, yeah, you know, let's, let's see. And he, and he's like, I gotta make a phone call. And he makes a call and he, we don't know what he's saying. And 
So, um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Golden, it appears that, um, you have oversold your flight. And so I'm thinking like, okay, what does this mean? Like, are we not able to go home? And I, the reason why I'm concerned is I didn't think ahead to book myself additional time off. Like I needed to right. go to work the day yeah, after yeah, yeah. we got home, which was a dumb decision in the first place because of jet lag and all that. But no. like, oh my goodness, like what's going to happen? And so he's like, but if you wouldn't mind to do us a favor, we would like to have you seated in business class. Oh, shoot. And so we're like, okay. And, uh, he's like, okay, well, you know that you're doing us such a favor. Thank you so much. Um, they said, here's, you know, the passes to go to the lounge. So we got fully upgraded. So here, my wife and I are going to the BA lounge at Heathrow, uh, looking like scrubs amongst people wearing some fine clothing, like probably spending more on what they're wearing. than I would spend on clothes my entire lifetime. And those lie flat seats, let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> Yep. Great trip. So good on you, Yusu. Hope you enjoyed the comfortable <laughs> journey here. Um, Toronto Defiant did host a, a community tournament, uh, the Goodbye Goats Community Cup, as it was called. Um, I So I didn't realize how, I don't know, I'm, I'm not competitive. I mean, it is competitive, but like, how intense some of the the sort of tier two and maybe just below scene look at, you know, what I would think is a modest amount of money in a tournament as a mechanism to make money. Like the tournament, I just looked at it as a way to engage the community, probably going to get some from the tier two scene out. We've seen that experience happen in the Toronto tournaments and before we've seen on the Vancouver Titan side, but like they had set like at first an SR, it was a maximum SR requirement and there was a lot of not uproar, but concern that it was excluding a vast number of people. So then a decision was made to alter that, to remove the SR cap, but you could not have more than two, uh, tier two, more than two tier two or contenders players on your team. Then someone's like, can we have an overwatch league player on our team? <laughs> and the answer is like, no. Um, but, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm a scrub, right? Like, yeah, I might apparently be able to play pro on Junkrat. But the thing is, it just blows my mind that $1,000 Canadian would attract that much attention. <laughs> what was that uh, uh, term that people used? The unflattering one? Uh, path, path to poverty? Yeah, path to poverty. Yeah. <laughs> For, and it's $1,000 uh, Canadian was the prize pool. Yeah. So, like, I think it was $600 was uh, what? Times uh, are rough the team had won and it's, you know, hundred bucks Canadian. If I you're mean, thinking in us dollars, it's when you're like at bucks. that level, you're probably already play overwatch. You know, you're playing overwatch all day. So might as well, if you're good enough, sign up to as many of these as you can and, and get some cash. Sure. I mean, and you're right. Maybe that is the case. Um, but, uh, dark mode, uh, NA was the team that, uh, won the tournament. Uh, they beat out, uh, ATK mode. Uh, so dark mode got themselves $600 nice. ATK got uh, 300 and then, uh, Shikigami was in third place at a hundred Canadian. Um, the players in dark mode, Abdallah, Matt Merck, Coco Avenue, uh, Kabumas, carrots and Palu. Yeah. Well, congratulations to dark mode. Definitely my favorite app theme. <laughs> Always choose dark mode. Appreciate their work. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Um, but I was, you know, if you you're curious, you can actually go to, I mean, the defiant discord has, uh, most of the team rosters, what have you. Um, I was actually grabbing it off of liquidpedia and whomever maintains, like, again, I understand liquidpedia is a, is a wiki and it is community sort of maintained, mm-hmm. but the level of detail for many of these community tournaments, but even beyond sort of tier two in college it's seen, um, is top level. So whomever is, is helping maintain that I'm giving you, uh, some big snaps here. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, that's it going on in the world of Vancouver and in Toronto. I mean, all the great news will probably break tomorrow because as podcast meta says Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break. We'll dive into the fray. I'm still a little shocked that we're seeing as many adjustments to teams as we are right now. I know if I were to go back and listen to some of our earlier shows, I had said, I think teams will probably wait to lick their hands on the game and then they'll make some final decisions. So you could say, Chris, you're hypocritical by saying that, (laughs) but like every couple of weeks, there's been a few additions. Like it's just sort of a constant stream. There have been some deletions as well, but, uh, the additions is what really sort of has caught me by surprise. Uh, so just sort of running through those uh, since our last episode, uh, Boston added its soul as a tank. Um, the Atlanta rain added speedily uh, as a DPS player. And then Florida, the Florida man added Kareev, one of their, you know, flex support and Kareev is an interesting the addition. Past. Yeah. Well that, and the fact that, Florida's roster is already pretty big. And if I understand correctly, Kareev is more of a depth signing due to the potential of ping and visa issues. Maybe, maybe. But how about also Boston signing their third tank? Yeah, you know, you you can never have too many tanks in a one tank game. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you can. (laughs) I, I don't fully understand on the, I'll be admitting on the uprising side, like, uh, uh, I would defer to, uh, you know, friends of the show weekly uprising and their thoughts on the matter from the sounds of things. It's all getting added to the roster is more of a reward, uh-huh. but running a business rewards are great, but it seems odd that you would have three people fighting for one role. Yeah. So yeah interesting interesting we'll see how that goes also speedily uh still underage but that guy has been you know on the outskirts you know just because of age mm-hmm. of the overwatch league apparently is really good so that's a good pickup for atlanta so he would they have now they have a pretty robust lineup of dps with kai you know with venom narrow speedily so it's going to be interesting to see uh, where they, you know, place. Yeah, top tier, first place. Well, I don't know if first place, but they might be almost there. Oh, okay. So uh, let's not open this uh, can of worms we have uh, next week <laughs> for this. 
Oh, and there was, as I said, a, a deletion. Um, London made the announcement that they have let to uh, provide go the mutual parting of ways mm. or mutually mutual termination. Um, this is now the second time this particular player has found themselves uh, without a job before the start of a season. Mm. And frankly, I, well, one, I, I I'm not going to get into the reasons why, because they're abhorrent, but I am of the opinion uh, a young kid or young adult as he is, has not learned any lessons. And I have, you know, yeah, very strong feelings on this matter. You need to prove that you're ready. And unfortunately yeah. we're seeing, and that's not just in the overwatch league scene, but we're seeing in the esports scene where someone will say, I, I talked to them and they've told me good things and they've sure. changed. That's talk. You need to see it demonstrated. It yeah. should be, you know, something that is, that is very apparent to all who are watching. Yeah. And in this particular scenario, sucks to be the spitfire. Um, mm -hmm. Sure. But they're the ones who made the decision to bring provide in and mutually decided it's uh, not the, the direction to go. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those cases of, uh, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of your own actions mm. and, and, we we spoke about you know reforming and and things like that. Uh, well, that has you know merit uh, in such cases you know of, of predatory behavior. Maybe maybe there shouldn't even be like a, a chance of 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 redemption. There are things that like like you said, the acts sometimes they're they're beyond that in my opinion. And and I just give uh, London props for acting so quickly and unequivocally and you know taking a stand as uh to mm -hmm. what this mean i mean there's no place for such uh acts for for people who are playing in such a high level in overwatch league i'm sure there are many talented non-predatory uh, uh players uh out there for uh london and other teams to sign so it is what it is um nobody's gonna miss him i guess so no and you know when we think about the behavior sort of uh, broadly, um, the conversation in RSP cord was more akin to the, like, why does this continue to happen? Um, now at the time is within the league, it's more than just the league, but I think we really have to consider these are our kids, teenagers who are very good at what they do. Sure. They have attracted a lot of attention. Many have probably worked hard to get to this point, but have now sort of found themselves not punching sort of above their weight class, but maybe punching above their maturity level. Yeah. And we don't see it just in esports when it comes to sort of the idolation or the worship of, of skilled athletes, um, popular people, yeah. uh, growing up in the world of traditional sports. Um, a friend of mine, uh, played, uh, hockey and was skilled enough to play through the junior system. And what I was able to bear witness to what just blew my mind as to how some of these players sort of felt that they were everything and anything and that their actions carried with it no consequences because of who they were. Well, when you are young, you may not one fully understand, you know, and be mature enough to be able to process what those actions are and what it is you're truly doing. And that's where for me, I will be willing to acknowledge someone who says, I 
made a horrible mistake. I This behavior was abhorrent. Here is everything that I'm going to do to fix that. And in this particular situation, I don't feel any of that had happened. <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, I just wish that that didn't happen at all. I'm not naive to think that it's easy to simply snap your fingers and make it stop. But I do applaud the London Spitfire for acting as quickly as they did, as you said. Um, and I do wish more teams would act just as quickly or more proactively put into place mechanisms to help these kids be better people. Yep. Moving along, uh, the New York Excelsior are now the New York Excelsior. This is okay. This one, I, this is kind of weird. And I, I'll be the first to admit, I don't fully understand the business relationship between branding and naming and what have you in the overwatch league. We have known the New York Excelsior as the NYXL, right? That's where what their logo was. That's what they were often referred to as. Well, NYXL is now going to be the brand across multiple games. Yeah. And to differentiate the NYXL team in the Overwatch League, they are now known as the New York Excelsior, which is what they have always been known as, but I guess now is what they're known as. They had this weird um, branding before that, the end box thing. End box, yeah. They were trying to push it, you know, down everyone's throats. And they even went as far as to erase the original NYXL subreddit, which was very healthy and active, just to uh, implement their end box thingy- thingamabob. And that thing mm-hmm. kind of killed the community. And now they're backtracking because who, who knew? Like, I am shocked that this end box is actually a worse uh, brand than NYXL. They had like a, you know, we always, a lot of people, not just us, were like giving them praise for like how they have handled, you know, their branding and the NYXL being so uh, uh, um, identifiable and whatnot. And and yeah, now, now they're realizing it's so, la- it's so late that maybe they shouldn't have gone down this route, but yeah. it doesn't really well, matter. So, but this is, this is the, the part that sort of starts to even, you know, rock my socks a little bit because, you know, as you've described, yeah, they went really far with the Anbox brand, but now they've decided Anbox didn't work. So let's be the NYXL. Mm-hmm. So let's look across the, the, uh, room to the call of duty league where the New York subliners who are the NYSL, not to be confused with the New York Excelsior, who we were previously known as the NYXL. <laughs> are now owned by NYXL. So is the NYXL NYSL a team? Is that, is that what it is? There's the NYXL SL and then the NYXL XL. I don't know. Probably. I'll, I'll say yes. I have no idea what the question was, but I'll say yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Again, there's people who are paid a lot of money to, to figure out marketing and brand and all that. Uh, I am not one of them nor would I probably ever be any good at it. Dude, I'm the guy who came up with Ready, Set, Pwn, which apparently (laughs) is a problem in the year 2022. Oh. Apologies, Avril. Speaking of Avril, the uh, Overwatch League uh, broadcast uh, team or talent roster has been announced. 
there was a lot of um, conversation and, and curiosity because of uh, changes that had occurred since the the end of last season. Um, you know, quite publicly, uh, both Bren and Sideshow had said that they had, uh, well, we're not coming back. Uh, they had been offered a contract. They turned it down. There was no counter to that. They've since moved into the world of Valorant. And from what I understand, they have acquitted themselves so well in Valorant. They're now some of the, you know, showcase, you know, casters within the, the scene. But uh, on the Overwatch League side, going through the who's in and who's out, uh, on the desk, it's essentially the same. Um, you've got uh, Zoe as their lead host. You've got Danny, Custa, and Reinforce as the desk analysts. I am mm-hmm. curious about uh, Zoe's lead host because if you weren't aware, she's pregnant. And I would presume when she does, uh, you know, give birth to her her new child, she may take some time. So I'm wondering if they'll have someone uh, sort of slide in temporarily. <laughs> Bring in super. Um, actually, <laughs> maybe, great. right? Because, yeah, okay. See, big brain stuff. That's why we pay the big bucks on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, going into the actual caster pairs, um, I was going sort of before we were recording here just to see, you know, the information. And I found it interesting. There are five casting pairs. There are two that will be focusing on the West region. Mm-hmm. There will be three pairs focusing on the East which if you do the math doesn't add up because there are more teams in the West than the East, but Hey, what do I know? Harder times, but, I guess, to, to work at and during yeah, like, I mean, true time zones. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, casters that we're going to have, uh, on in the West and why that's important is because that's where the Vancouver Titans and Toronto defiant play, mm-hmm. uh, are Uber and Mr. X who are still together and then Jaws as play-by-play with Necra as his uh, color commentary. So those are our two pairs here in the West. Hmm. For the Eastern region, uh, Achilles uh, will be play-by-play. And joining him is Avril. Avril had had an, an opportunity a um, uh, little bit last season. Uh, he is now going to be full-time color with Achilles. On uh, uh, the East as well is Lemon Kiwi and Leg Day. Finally. Play-by-play and color. And then uh, our final casting pair in the East is Trid and Vicky Kitty. Now I'm happy to see the tier two veterans all stepping up. And uh, yeah, we, we predicted that would be the case when we saw mm-hmm. that, um, you know, Brennan's sideshow are not continuing. And I'm happy to see that's true. And also great to see an increase of fe- female casters. Uh, it's going to definitely add some variety. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, we've talked about this on previous episodes, you know, the loss of Brennan Scheid's sideshow is tough. Um, you know, ZP, because I refuse to say ZP, um, <laughs> equally, you know, difficult to see him no longer, uh, part of the, the casting and broadcast group, but there's a plethora of talent. And I, that's the difficulty is that there's only so many spots. There is so much talent available Yeah, that, there are going to be times that decisions get made and probably from a purely business perspective that could see this type of rotation. Like there's already rumors that it's possible that this might be Uber's last season. Um, not saying that that's true and I've not heard anything. I'm just seeing what people within, you know, our cow and the, the scene are sort of suggesting. We know Mr. X has a management role 
um, within the context of the league. So is it possible that as the league continues to mature, does Conflict he elevate of interests that? maybe when he's uh, casting there? You know, just saying like, he, you know, never criticizing the game and then <laughs> whatever is <laughs> going on. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there could be some further changes yeah. sort of as, as the season goes on, as the seasons yeah. go on. But it's, uh, no, it's, it's really good. As you had said, to see the, the increase in sort of female representation um, and to some respect, the diversity within the, the crew. True. I mean, uh, it, it's been the same uh, going into every new season, right? We see people come and people go. Am yeah. I upset that we're not going to see sideshow and, and Bren? Of course I am. I mean, they were probably one of my favorite pairs, but not to come off as really harsh. I don't think we're going to like definitely necessarily miss them when we watch the games because all the casting fairs are 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 quite good and and mm-hmm. we're going to enjoy the games and hopefully you know the the league is is entertaining at least as it was in in previous years so it is what it is yeah i'm uh i'm actually kind of um intrigued by the uh the page that the Overwatch League put together for the talent so it essentially uh, outlines experience, the heroes they play, and pets. pets. Now, <laughs> so on the experience side, apparently Danny only has one year experience. That's kind of odd. Wasn't he like almost in all seasons except for like one? I think so, right? Mm. Like maybe it's one one year's experience as a desk analyst. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's, what maybe that's the thing. At. He was just like um, uh, translating, I think, on the stage when when they were playing in person in Anaheim. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but like looking at the pets, they're you know the, we're seeing the names. Some of the names that we're familiar with, like Nori and Miso, Zoe's cats, and what have you, and Carl um, the monster. <laughs> Carl, well, there's a couple Carl the monsters there. Um, Jaws has reticulated hillstream loach and Suelia lineolata. Those are amazing names. <laughs> oh, anyhow, I mean, it, I like the you know creativity there. Um, it's interesting that Lemon Kiwi and uh, Leg Day both share Carl the Monster, and then I guess on occasion Trid gets a, a visit too. <laughs> yeah, he used to be like the Vancouver Titans uh, uh, logo, but now he's Carl the Monster. So, yeah. Oh man. Um, and let's talk a little bit about overwatch too. Why don't we? What's that? There's a game that's that's coming out really. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, as we said at the top two weeks away from the beta, I'm curious as to when we'll get news as to us getting invited to it. Mm. Like I really hope that we, the three of us get invites. I, I I would love for the three of us to have had an experience so that when we talk in uh, uh, you know two weeks time, yeah. we have some preliminary thoughts. Um, I wish I knew who I could reach out to to try to pull a string or two. I mean we've we've already floated it with Adam like, hey, let the league know if they need to NDA us. We're we're more than willing to keep our mouth shut. Hey, maybe we're already playing the alpha. <gasps> and, uh, oh, oh man, shoot. we're going to jail. <laughs> sharing a cell with xqc <laughs> yeah hey canadians got to stick together right? that's true that's true 
Oh, but, uh, but no, I mean, more, uh, discussion has come out about, uh, the map design, as we know, uh, the reduction of the one tank, uh, has influenced the style of play, mm. um, where there was even before the early alpha, uh, hit the, the scene concern about flanking, um, the mobility of many of the players and their ability to go in and, and harass support, uh, the support players feeling that, uh, they didn't have enough tank <laughs> to support. And so one of the things that uh, Aaron Keller and the design team has sort of said is that when they've come to design the map, they've really tried to provide additional um, mechanisms to provide cover, um, to reduce the the opportunity for flanking, but also to provide an opportunity to get out of sight lines. Um, not to suggest that, you know, someone who's a cracked widow can't still click your head because they saw a pixel. Um, mm-hmm. but at least now it's only a pixel that they can see. Uh, and then what I think will be really cool is how they're introducing sort of the dynamic environment. So like daytime, nighttime cycles. I remember when we saw the early sort of engine version, and I think it was Anubis where they were talking about the potential of weather effects. Yeah. And like watching like a dust storm sort of influence the style of play on yeah. a map we'll never see ever again, apparently, because it's two CP and two CP is dead. Mm, I don't know about that. We'll, see. well, no, I know it. I'm never, I'm never still, I'm still ever. keeping hopes for that. But, but to your point though, like for me, for example, it's, I'm, I'm more of a, pvp kind of guy and, and these things are probably going to be more heavily uh uh shown or, or used in you know in in the story mode or, or the pve because mm-hmm. in, in in the competitive side you see how like pros and stuff they, they bring all the graphics and the shiny yeah, right and, and the effects potato. all the way down until even the, the bushes are gone so they they just care about like clicking your head um yeah, yeah. but and, and interesting things like reading that article three things I liked uh, reading about the, the updates to existing maps. So like now that you have less shields and less tanks to, to hide behind, like if you go, for example, to that point in Havana where there's like these huge sidelines, there's not as much uh, um, before the fort, for example, there's not a lot of cover. Maybe you need a little bit more. And hmm. maybe that is, I know it's, it's like hopium from my end. Maybe they'll also update two CP maps eventually to, to, to make a comeback. Cause I know two CP is, is not really good, but like sentimentally, I'm kind of sad to see Anubis and, and Hanamura go, um, horizon. Well, those are my, like, well of, Sky of can this, go away. I don't care. About, <laughs> about of that. all the two CP though, I love Hanamura yeah. and I love, love anubis i understand the game mode um right can be a struggle but those two maps were my favorite Mm -hmm. i didn't mind horizon yeah i I didn't like it but i didn't mind it it was Um, a cool cool setting right on the moon and yeah and it had like a cool gimmick in that uh, um um space room outside with the zero zero g was God, kind of fun. you don't understand the number of times now like when i'm playing mystery where there's like a team on team fight in space because it, yeah 
like why not well not anymore right because that's that one's out with paris no no i know but like in the current experience yeah, and we even saw like moments in the overwatch league with things going on in that door i remember there was like a junkrat uh, uh, um you know all there killing an entire team so these things still happen and are still entertaining they just i, I refuse to believe that there's no redemption to these maps that's just like lazy talk or crazy talk in my eyes um, one more thing I liked reading is the fact that push apparently is faster than, you know, control a- escort was, you know, kind of self-explanatory, but, but like, it's going to be very, you know, a uh, uh, quick map, mm-hmm. uh, lots of flanking opportunities. I liked how he also spoke about, uh, the map while being symmetrical, right. From both sides, they kind of showing some different visual cues of, of, yeah, you know, like hot and cold, hot and or, cold, and stuff like that to, to yeah. emphasize the progress, which is cool. And he then um, uh, they they then proceeded to talk about how the visual design drives the emphasis, both gameplay wise, like to 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 emphasize what the point is or where you need to fight, and the lore elements. So this is like what I think sets apart really uh, Overwatch from a lot of games. Is like you're interested in this world, despite this game having any like. Uh, real uh story in the past it was you know very fascinating to see how how uh it captivated our imaginations right when all these players and locations came out whether it was you know the blizzard shorts or even through regular stuff in the maps uh it's it's good to see that this thing is still driving them uh, um, behind the creation process of oh uh monte carlo they have this uh, racing uh, uh racetrack and and they can see the people come over and, and watch AI's race, right? It's like very cool. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they have in store for us. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in talking a little bit about that, like circuit Royale, like they're talking about the emphasis of switchbacks where, you know, in, and I'm sort of thinking like in the context of the current game, if we're thinking about escort, where would there be a switchback? There really isn't. I mean, if we consider there are spots where, you sort of look back to like uh, Havana when you're inside, you, yeah. you sort of go back and forth. It's not a true switchback. And what they're doing is by providing the elevation and the height, mm-hmm. it just provides an entirely different dynamic. Right. Um, which I think ha- allows for much more, you know, uh, intriguing play style and play. More flexible. Like it, or you need to adapt a little bit more. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, using Paris as an example, the initial choke at Paris was horrible, right? I know they're, they're not at all related when we're talking about escort and two CP. Right. But where the switchback I feel provides that sort of same sort of choke ability. Um, it's that you have the elevation in play. You've got the fact that you have to push this payload, essentially the, you know, double the, the length of space to get through that particular yeah. portion but you now have the openness associated to yeah, it. Yeah, you have bridges, corners, tunnels, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So many uh, things to to play around in. Yeah. The uh, I mean, we already knew, um, and I just want to talk a little bit about the Toronto to map, um, all the sort of call-outs to Canada. Um, I like how the uh, the coffee is Tom Benson's, or Tom Beanson's, <laughs> sorry, which is a playoff of Tim Horton's. Yeah. But... The, the artistry, ha, uh, and ultimately when they've sort of created this character of Tom Beanson, it is what looks to be a lumberjack style player, but 
wearing a hockey glove, holding a cup of coffee, which is again, for those who aren't familiar with Tim Hortons in Canada, Tim Horton was a professional hockey, hockey player, player right? who, who after playing sp- helped spin up a business that we now know as Tim Hortons. Yeah. Associated with his, with his name. Yeah. And so, you know, seeing these call outs, um, and references like Kim's convenience. Um, I think, Oh, does it? I didn't see it. If I recall. Yeah. Like in in this particular article, um, (laughs) it's not there, but like these small things, like I I know we've talked about it. It would, I would love to see sort of more Canadiana. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we ever will like a Vancouver map. I think would be be, awesome. I like, I already, we discussed this, how cool it would be for a payload to go, you know, from downtown through Lionsgate bridge into like a, a rainforest. It'll be incredible. North, yes, okay. North Vancouver across the Lionsgate Bridge as the ship's going underneath into Stanley Park and winds up uh, a, a like, huge rope bridge and stuff like that. That'll be awesome. Oh my goodness! See, this is why the uh, uh, development team needs to to connect with us. NDAs, CLS. Yeah. We won't say a word. We'll give you all of our greatest ideas. I think the last time they represented a future Vancouver. It was in in Mass Effect Free uh, Three when when it was destroyed Vancouver. with the rest of the planet. <laughs> I was going to say Vancouver got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Overwatch at least will be like a more positive outlook. I I think. I hope. No. Oh, but again, two weeks time. We may or may not have an opportunity to experience uh, uh, the beta. But uh, I will let everyone know the moment I find out if I have an invite. At least we're going to see it right in Twitch and and things like yeah. that something i want to i want to play it I wanna oh experience yeah for it. sure for sure <laughs> i want to skip the podcast and let you and jordan record an episode while i'm there busy playing you know overwatch <laughs> 2 mystery heroes or whatever the heck it is i'm gonna play um one final note about overwatch 2 is that on the uh the overwatch instagram account and it may be elsewhere too but it's where i noticed it they've actually dropped some of their uh tracks the musical tracks associated with Jesus on the maps um the Toronto music didn't like it, it feels, I don't know. Generic. No, no, no. I was going to say it, it reminds me of Disney's frozen. Like I feel they went with like oh. the, the winter ice sort of feel to it. Um, whereas I feel there was an opportunity for more Canadiana uh-huh. to be involved. Like the, the style of music that if you were to say, Oh, that is Canadian. What they have is, is, is more techno, but I know that's their style. Like the, the musical, style within the game is is more on that to end gotcha anyhow let's bring it back to the current engine uh the overwatch uh, <laughs> uh event is uh well i don't know what to describe it as uh, first and foremost it's the anniversary event but it's not the anniversary event that we're accustomed to the sixth anniversary of overwatch is known as the overwatch remix volume one Now, this annual event is actually a three-volume series where they are bringing back fan-favorite skins with a twist in addition to limited skins you might have missed out on. Play Overwatch Remix Volume 1 from April 5th to 25th to secure legendary skins, earn weekly rewards, and play all of your favorite seasonal brawls. Mm -hmm. I... I don't have a problem in the fact that the game is currently in somewhat of a maintenance mode because, again, Overwatch 2 is close. Like... And I know that's where the attention wants to be. And the moment they tell us when this game is going to go live, 
I don't really care what they do with Overwatch One as we know it. Mm-hmm. But uh, not the, far. The, like no, but like the skins and and whatnot. Like having this event, I would have just preferred this to have been the regular anniversary event. Yeah, I mean, like the recolors. They're <laughs> I wouldn't say cynical, but it is. <laughs> Kind of a- you see the the meme of uh, here's Genji, here's Genji on steroids. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's essentially it. like uh, uh, Genji skin on Reinhardt. Like, yeah, it reminded me of uh, what what's that ca- game called? Um, Heroes of the Storm, where they have like yeah. the different. Um, yeah, that's the MOBA one, right? Not the yeah. Hero- it's yeah, the yeah. Mo- it's the MOBA one. It's the MOBA that uh, Blizzard said they were no longer going to support and develop, and they've continued to support and develop. Well, there you go. They nuked the competitive scene, though, because um, I mean, there are some skins that I missed before. I don't know if they carry over to Overwatch Two or not yet, but I'll try and get them when they pop up again. Um, mm-hmm. Well, no, and but that's the thing is, like in the regular anniversary event, everything was open. Like if you had missed out on seasonal yeah, skins, you true. could acquire them through play or purchase. That's no different. The new stuff in the like the remix skins, eh, like okay. No, but uh, even just, like those, um, uh, like uh, the the Nuka Cola or whatever that is called for Diva. That's like not an anniversary skin. No, no, but like an like the anniversary event though has All traditionally of them? Mm-hmm. everything up. Yeah, like it's. Um, or am I mixing it up with archives? I know one of the events opens it all up. Um, anyhow, what does it matter? It is open now. Spend yeah. all your credits. I have like a hundred thousand or something like oh, that. And really? then I have like, I don't know, 600 loot boxes. I got to open up, <laughs> make a stream. Well, at this point I actually had, so I considered it, but like at this point who'd watch? Well, who cares? Do <laughs> you have the pink mercy skin though? Uh maybe I don't know. Man, those uh, that's the one they had the breast cancer. Oh, that was campaign. no, I don't have it. Ooh, the, don't have it. did you know that like people are buying the accounts that have it for like a pretty penny? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can sell your account? Nah, I'm too. You've got a young kid. Too, you can start that college connected fund. with it now. <laughs> oh man, um. You know what? I, I just got me thinking. When Overwatch Two launches, I'm gonna lose all those coins and stuff, aren't I? That I've 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 saved up to not Maybe. spend. I don't know if you'll be able to purchase a battle pass with that. <laughs> True that. Oh, and uh, a few final tidbits as we look to wrap up the show. Um, news broke uh, over the last couple of weeks that uh, Activision Blizzard has come to the conclusion that they should convert approximately a thousand of their QA testers from their previous contract role uh, to full-time employees. Uh, the average uh, salary equated to approximately $20 an hour with full-time plus full-time benefits, not 24, 20 with. Um, now the change is one that I feel is important for the organization to make. And this is not uh, specific to, to ATVI. Um, as I have come to learn within the gaming scene, um, contract employees are, are somewhat the norm and they're used and abused in many, yeah. many cases. So this, the fact that ATVI is doing this is, is a good, good change, but it doesn't 
solve the the overall problem of obviously uh, workplace and the environment, uh, the workplace troubles in the environment that they're fostering. And if you were curious, like, well, wait a minute, what about those QA testers uh, from Rogue who were helping develop the Call of Duty series, uh, who were attempting to unionize? They're not included in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and a the um, uh, ATVI, I think you know, PR team had said. Um, because of the negotiations and through the process of unionization, they weren't in a position where they could offer full-time positions to those employees. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a good change, right? Let's hope for more as that it's mm-hmm. only, you know, one step forwards when we've traveled like a thousand step steps backwards over time with, with uh, blizzard, but yeah, it's a good change. Keep on. And at, and again, this is a change that's taking place in the middle of this, you know, potential sale to Microsoft, yeah. which in its own right, like there are, uh, I believe us senators who have already started to raise concern over this deal. I won't claim to know us politics whatsoever, but there is a part of me that wonders if these us senators, um, even know what Activision blizzard yeah. happens to be, or if it's just a matter of the money. Yeah. In, They're just like, Oh, if you want to bribe someone, I'm, I'm right, right here. But they don't say it that way. All their politicians. Yeah. They just open the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. And the picture just, you know, it, yeah, there, it shows the. There's the, no issue uh, if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you know who you need to talk to. Oh, man. If, if only we recorded video for this show. <laughs> the context that, that is now lacking. Yeah. Um, I, I was yeah. making uh, double gozo signs with, with my fingers. Uh, or maybe it's something different. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a politician, so I avoid the truth at all costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, here we are at the end of, uh, our first uh, weekly show of the 2022 overwatch league season. One in which Jordan bailed because apparently his <laughs> wife's birthday is more important than hanging out with you and I. Yeah. I'm offended. You should be. And, I am too. And hurt. I'm going to. I'm I'm actually gonna cut his pay. I think Good. I think that's what we Good. need to half do. it. Half it, man. I'm I wasn't gonna pay him at all. Oh. I'm gonna penalize him. He's gonna pay us oh. for the privilege of being back on the show. That's good. That's good. But uh in case you missed it at the top, we are coming back next week with our power rankings episode. Power rankings episodes tend to be some of our longest shows. (laughs) We go through and explain why our power rankings are better than everyone else's out there. It's just because we use science. It's fact. Yeah. I mean, I, I have facts. (laughs) They're just a, you know, I have a machine that produces facts for me. They're better. They're, they're uh, built different. But uh, in the interim, if you have some thoughts on uh, where teams should be ranked and you wish to influence influence any three of us, uh, the easiest place to do so is an RSP Discord. Discord.io slash ReadySetPone is the place to go. You can obviously shoot us a note on social media at ReadySetPone on Twitter. Um, the Facebook account exists. Uh, no one ever tends to visit it. And we have a, a, a Instagram account that I have not used because like, I don't know what to share because back then we had like, we were interviewing the, you know, Vancouver Titans roster. There were watch parties, live events, things we were getting together. Now you and I just talk through a computer. Be careful not to spoil the menu of, of the alpha. Oh, I shouldn't have said that again. Anyways, mm. 
Mm. We're going to jail again. Again, second term. But uh, what final words of wisdom do you have this week for all of our listeners there, Ani? Not really words of wisdom, but like I was watching this show, uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Did you hear about it? Uh, no, I did not. So it's basically, it covers, you know, the F1 racers every season, right? And and they were talking about how the best drivers, you know, how, how they were fed during infancy. Uh, were they breastfed or not? And And you'll be surprised to hear that Formula One Oh, and like a pause while my brain is processing <laughs> what you just said, and then it processes it, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you you only have yourself to blame. So that's true. I actually hey, came up with this one. I, I um, it's still rough okay. around the edges, but the but the core of it is pretty good. I think. Yeah. yeah no, it was. It was. It was it, the ones that take a moment to click generally oh, are the man, best you had me so confused with the finish him before it was great <laughs> uh finish him uh, yeah or a finish him <laughs> um but i you know what i have some adv- have some sort of sage sort of words of wisdom for you on me yeah do you know when a joke becomes a dad joke it gets the child i guess or well when it becomes a parent <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know how I didn't think of that. That's a good one too. Simple, but you know, still, still, still efficient. Yeah, and 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 one of the things though I have been doing because you know obviously we're waiting for Overwatch two is I've got a little extra free time on my hands, and so I actually wrote a song about a tortilla. Um, you know, it's Taco Tuesday and all, but uh, what I've learned is that it's more of a rap. <laughs> yeah, pretty corny. Mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> sometimes like sometimes more oh, uh, gosh more, you know more what? accurately corny yeah i wonder how many people make it to this point of the show i hope not a lot <laughs> <laughs> like, how many people listen uh, i know there are some because every so often when we get to this point of the show um we hear references of it in in social and in discord it's a very dark place but, um you know, many apologies to those who have been groaning for the last five minutes. Um, and if you've been enjoying this, let us know. And maybe we'll just do a whole show oh. like this. Could you imagine? No, please don't make me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so we will be back again next week with the power rankings. I hope that we'll have an opportunity to sit down with KDG or someone from the coaching staff on the defiant or Justin and someone from the coaching staff on the Titans. The requests have been made. If you were to call me a betting man, I suspect we have a greater opportunity with the Toronto defiant. Than we do with the Vancouver Titans, but we have made requests with both teams. And if for some reason, because of timing, it doesn't work out before the start of the season, my hope is, is we'll have the opportunity to have them on early in the season to, again, talk a little bit about the experience uh, as they go into the world of Overwatch 2. And, I, you know, let's dream big. We've put out some uh, feelers to get uh, others beyond the teams Ooh. on the show to talk a little bit about stuff and things. Hmm. Anywho. Uh, on behalf of Jordan, who is not here, who's getting his pay cut, who's out having a great time with his wife because it's her birthday. Happy birth- birthday to Jordan's wife at Sir Dr. JM. I am Chris at Lightforce. He is on the at Omni Strife, and we're signing off this episode with catchphrase. 